Hello, and welcome to the Cybersecurity Awesomeness Podcast, hosted by Enterprise Management Associates, an industry-leading IT analyst research firm that provides deep insights across the full spectrum of IT and data management technologies. The Cybersecurity Awesomeness Podcast will take a deep dive into the security topics that are top of mind for information security practitioners, IT professionals, and technology business leaders. Join security experts Chris Steffen, VP of Research at EMA, and Ken Buckler, Research Analyst at EMA, for some truly awesome topics. Chris and Ken, take it away. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to the Cybersecurity Awesomeness Podcast. I am your host. My name is Chris Steffen. Today, we'll be discussing a little bit about an event that happened just recently. In addition to my colleague, Ken Buckler, today I have Seamus McGillicuddy, the Vice President of Research for EMA, Valerie O'Connell, another wonderful research director at EMA, and last but not least, Rick Sturm, who is the founder and CEO of EMA. We're all here today to kind of talk about some of the same things, which is this event that happened over the last couple of days at the MGM Resorts. Nationwide, it first started kind of what we thought to be at their Las Vegas properties. And obviously it spread nationwide. This is one of those events that obviously impacts everybody. Everybody probably at one point or another has been to Las Vegas for a conference or for a great weekend or, or whatever have you. But this is one of those that has an impact on everybody. A lot of interesting things to unpack as to what happened, a lot of interest. And by the way, we don't know everything yet. This is kind of one of those breaking, developing stories, but we wanted to get on top of it. We think it's kind of an interesting story to talk about, not only from a technical point of view, but from a business and strategic point of view, just to make certain that everybody kind of gets some perspective. So with that, I'm going to pass it to Ken. Ken, kind of give us an update on what you've heard so far, what's happened with the MGM Resort story. Yeah, so basically they haven't confirmed the, the nature of the attack, but they have confirmed there has been a cyber attack. So what has that affected? Well, uh, the main things it has affected has been the ATMs, the slot machines, MGM Resort websites, and then terrifyingly enough, the door uh, to the guest hotel rooms. Uh, because when you go to the MGM resorts, the, the guests have digital keys that uh, it's either a digital key fob or a, a, even just on your phone. And because their computer systems are, are now offline, none of that is working. So the only way to actually access your room now is through a physical key, which fortunately they have copies of. And also, you know, the only way to, to book or make changes to any of your, your reservations or anything like that is over the telephone or at the desk. So it's really, really bad from a business standpoint because now your ability for customers to do business with you is severely impacted or in the cases of the slot machines or the ATMs, completely cut off. Yeah, and a quick note on that. There is, again, a lot of rumors flying around what's going on, so on and so forth. But there's also a discussion that a lot of the computers and a lot of systems were preemptively shut down to stop the infection. So I know some of that stuff is happening. I know that there is obviously computers that were affected. There's also very likely computers that weren't affected directly, but shut down anyway. 
just to make certain that badness didn't take and go to those particular computers. So with that, I wanted to take and kind of, we have a great panel here today, and I kind of wanted to get some opinions. Again, we're not all necessarily security experts. We, we each cover our own areas within EMA, but it was kind of interesting to kind of get this crew together to discuss what they see, how it impacts them, kind of questions that they had. Seamus, let's start with you. What thoughts did you have about this kind of attack? And I know that you cover network and are well known in the network community. Talk to me a little bit about how one of these kind of impacts might happen and and the impacts that you think that it has throughout the industry. Well, network teams, I look at everything from the perspective of network infrastructure and operations teams. And those guys, they're not the they're not the cybersecurity or SecOps people, but they own a lot of security responsibility and often interact with the security group. And they are, they, they would see this as like, okay, I need to understand what's happening on my network. Like, where's the lateral movement? How are things getting into my network? They would be trying to, they, they might be the one that's, team that's responsible for shut, shutting down a lot of network connectivity, network flows, trying to, you know, triage and limit the blast radius, what happened. On a personal level, you know, I, I stay at a lot of these properties because of business travel. And uh, so I'm like, okay, when when's the last time I, um, my credit cards expired and we're checking I had out. exactly the same thought man <laughs> I mean you know again you, you can't go to Vegas without taking an, and talking at the MGM being at the MGM properties there's a gazillion of them and I, I want to be clear Ken mentioned this specifically it's not just Las Vegas it's nationwide I mean Ken is relatively close to National Harbor where he is we were talking and Val I'd like your opinion on this I know that you're right there next to Springfield Talk to me about MGM's presence there and kind of impact that it has in the community. Yes, I live in West Springfield, which is right over the bridge from Springfield. And MGM chose downtown Springfield, which not a blighted area, but certainly not up and coming by any means, and settled in there, opening at a most inauspicious time during COVID. But the thing that I've really seen is that they have not been parsimonious at all. They've invested heavily in the community. They run free concerts. They um, do charity events and really have become part of the fabric of the community. So it's never good to hear this happening to anyone, but they've uplifted the area and it just is kind of heartbreaking to see it hit a company that is so socially responsible and just Kind of if they were people, you'd want to have a beer with them. Yeah, I've heard that story over and over again. A lot of these casinos really depend on their locals, not only for employment, but for support and continued revenue, so on and so forth. So it's to their advantage to make certain that the the neighborhoods are taken care of, right? I mean, they, they don't want to be in an adversarial situation. I think there's obviously a lot of folks out there that are not terribly happy with the quote unquote casino movement and gambling. And I'm not trying to get into the moral value and philosophies and all that stuff. That's, that's for another day. Right. But I I think it's really important to understand that there is a people impact when, when these kind of events happen and what that people impact could actually be. I know that Rick, when, when you and I were chatting a little bit too, you were talking about, this is just yet another chapter in the story of continued cyber threats and the fact that big businesses, no matter their size, no matter how small, no matter how big, are never immune. Talk to me a little bit about, from an executive perspective, your thoughts about these kind of attacks and what it really means to a business and how businesses are going to react and so on and so forth. This is this stuff is rooted to some extent in corporate greed, where management is always an afterthought. 
And security is even worse than that. It's way, way down. And we can save gazillions of dollars by connecting to the World Wide Web, the Internet, and security be damned. Oh, nobody will try to get in. And besides, we've got a couple firewalls. That should do it, right? No, it's not right. And instead, we're seeing this over and over and over and yet organizations are not taking the precautions that they need to. They take the, the quick and easy fix, they think. And ultimately, if you are connected to the internet, you will be hacked, whether you're large or small. Yeah, I, I wish that weren't the case. <laughs> but but time and time, we've proven that that is exactly the case, right? You, you are seeing these kind of attacks, no matter what size your company is, that you are going to have the potential of having an attack. It's not a matter of if, it literally is a matter of when. And I know personally some of the people that have worked in the security department at MGM Mirage back in the day, and and they're not slouch, right? I mean, they, they really know what they're doing. So the fact that this kind of thing is happening indicates the sophistication of the attack. This is not some guy sitting in a basement. This is probably a ransomware gang that is going to try to extort a certain amount of money out of them. There's also a story floating around, too, that our friends at Caesars Entertainment were approached by the same ransomware gang that initiated this attack and basically said, give us $30 million or get this kind of attack. And Caesars supposedly, again, not confirmed at this point, but Caesars supposedly paid that ransom. We're going to find out, obviously, in the coming days whether that's true or not. I don't want to spread misinformation. So, again, understand that that is not confirmed. But confirmed or not, the fact that there's even the possibility that Caesars actually paid that ransom is particularly interesting given the the latest scrutiny from the SEC, given the, the latest rules on, on those kind of things, and, and given that it is such a high profile organization that if they paid the ransom, that it's almost certainly going to get out at some point. You know, I think that's interesting. Do the SEC rules require disclosure if you paid a ransom ahead of time? No, I don't think they do either. The The rulings are so new that I don't think there's been a finding that says, yes, you have to know that they don't have to. Somebody's going to sue somebody. You know, that's how this always works out. And so we're going to get a finding saying that when this happens, you're going to do these kind of things. So we'll, we'll find out. Unfortunately, we're going to find out the hard way. But yeah, the fact that there was actually the opportunity for there to be a ransom paid so that this didn't happen for at least Caesars and, and very potentially MGM as well is not only interesting, but really kind of puts that whole ransomware pay, don't pay focus in the spotlight. Again, I know for a fact that the MGM stock went down almost two, 3% yesterday, likely to go down again today. So, I mean, from a material point of view, paying the ransom of 30 million, if that's what the number is, I, again, I don't know, but paying that number is nothing compared to the stock drop compared to being completely down for a day from a slot machine revenue, whatever have you. It's one of those things where it is a, I mean, this is a big deal. This is a big deal that is hitting a very public company, a lot of conventioners, so on and so forth. So again, I've talked a lot. Anybody have any last words before we kind of wrap up this podcast today? Um, something that I think is, there's some real irony in this. What's the average dwell time for an attacker in your network? Probably about 30 days. That, that's fair assessment, correct, Chris? Yep. All right. So what was uh, a little less than 30 days ago? DEF CON and Black Hat. 
which yes, happens to be hosted at Mandalay Bay. <laughs> I'm not gonna go there. Okay, my oh, bearded I, brethren did not do this. I don't. I don't think they did either. But I think that the the timing is probably not coincidental. Yeah, and I I found that interesting as well when you brought that up too. Just because again, so many of those type of people all in the same place all at the same time, it always kind of makes you wonder those kind of things. Seamus, you had another comment from the perspective of the network engineering team. It points to the the fact that people don't have a lot of control over what's happening within their network. Like they don't see what's happening. It's about um, access control and segmentation, like limiting lateral movement, like ha having a lot of granular control over who can talk to what inside your network and be able to understand if something kind of anomaly is, is popping up in terms of connections and communication. And um, it requires a lot of manual heavy lifting from the from a network engineering team to be able to to lock things down com completely and no one does it because as rick was saying part of its greed like no one wants to spend the money on this part of it is they don't have the tools to do it and another part of it is they don't have the people to do it because it's very hard to hire people with the skills to um do like a very granular approach to access control and network segmentation that could limit the ability for a malicious actor to get into MGM's networks. It's it's a problem that needs to be solved. Yeah, and, and it is. And I know there's a lot of tools out there that are trying to solve it. And we'll see what ends up happening. I, the the SEC stuff is really interesting to me. Obviously, some of the stuff that we're talking, and, and you and I have talked before about zero trust, is particularly interesting and in, in how that could actually solve some of these problems. If you have questions about what Zero Trust is, ping me on LinkedIn. I'm happy to answer those questions offline. But I, again, really good conversation. Really appreciate everybody's input today. Like I mentioned at the beginning and mentioned in between, and I'm going to mention now, this is a developing story. A lot of the stuff that we're talking about isn't 100% confirmed because it's happening as we're talking about it. So please don't flame us if we've got things a little bit wrong. It's not like we're trying to go after the MGM folks or anybody else. But this is an interesting story in the cybersecurity world, and we thought that it was worthwhile to talk about and get some other perspectives about what's going on in the grand scheme. So with that, I think that we're going to call it done for today. I appreciate everybody from joining on today. Seamus, Val, Rick, thanks for joining. Ken, thank you as always. And thanks for listening to the podcast. Thanks, Chris and Ken, for all your great insights on today's topic. Make your next podcast awesome when you work with EMA security experts Chris Steffen or Ken Buckler. Educate your prospects, differentiate your solution, and add the credibility of a third-party expert to your message. Visit cybersecurityawesomeness.com to listen to past episodes.